Welcome to season two of No Shelf Control, <laughs> the podcast <laughs> with books, booze, and banter hosted by authors for readers, because let's face it, we're all bookworms at heart. This season, we will be chatting about book to screen adaptations and trending book talk books. I'm Lindsay Sparks. And I'm Lindsay Pogue. Grab a cocktail, kick back, and enjoy the show. Yay, we're back. Yay, it feels so good to be back. I'm so excited about what we're doing this season. Um that we just like randomly pulled out of nowhere. We're like, let's do season two. <laughs> yeah. Well, we always knew we were coming back. We just didn't know exactly what we were going to be doing for season two. And, yeah. but it's funny. Cause I felt like I actually, like I always re- would prepare. Cause you know, when you're t- chatting with authors, but I feel like this one, you know, we're, we're, you can talk about what we're doing, but I had, I felt like I really had to like take notes and prepare. for this. One. <laughs> well, and, and Which, I'll describe what season two is going to look like because it is going to be different. Um, yeah from season one, but yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but it relates to what you were just saying. So, uh, welcome everybody to, uh, the first episode of season two, uh, of the no shelf control podcast. Um, like we said, we are switching things up a bit this season. So, uh, we're going to focus less on, and by less, I mean like not at all, probably. (laughs) Um, I mean, it could happen. You never know. Um, but we're going to focus less on, uh, interviews with, uh, other authors, uh, And we're going to focus on two different really exciting things. Um, One, so we're going to alternate episodes. So once a month, we're going to do an episode focusing on a book to screen adaptation, be that a movie or a show. Um, And the other episode, because we do it every other week, um, the other episode each month, we're going to do a popular book talk book because both LP and I are are focusing so much of our um, social media efforts on um, TikTok. Uh, and the sub community for readers book talk uh, that it just made mm-hmm. sense. And, and we both like, I feel like we're both always, whenever we have our meetings, we're always checking in and talking about how like the next book we're going to read is a book that we learned about on book talk. So yeah. it's like, it's it a, just makes sense. Yeah. We're starting to buy more hardcovers and paperbacks yeah. and more. It's just, it's a sick, it's a sickness. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's a disease. <laughs> it's a disease. Um, so we are incorporating that. We had a blast talking with authors. Yes. It was so much fun. We got to read so many books we don't usually read. Yeah, um, But I think and- that was like part of the thing. So like, I think listeners were probably sick of hearing me say like, this isn't my usual genre. <laughs> and it's like, well, at this point it is my usual genre. Like, because that was just what we, that those were the, the mostly contemporary romance authors were the ones that we were able to schedule to come on the show. Um, but it's not my usual genre and I don't have very much time to read. And I know you are busy with tons of other things also. And uh, we both just wanted to be able to incorporate more of the books that we have on our ever-growing TBRs. Yeah. Well, because, you know, and like we said in the beginning, this is, we're very much, we are bookworms. And Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing that I've been struggling with. And I feel like over the last year and a half, two years, having the show, you know, one of the things I keep saying is, you know, you know, I wish I was reading more. My goal this year is to read more. And so it's always been a struggle. And so this allows us to really read the stuff that is on our list and, you know, really read the stuff that we're passionate about and that sort of thing. So I'm excited. Um, I can actually, I feel like I can buy a book now and I can actually will read it, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I mean, my husband probably doesn't think that, but I do. Yeah. Like, um, multiple times a week, I'll get packages that are books. And it's just like, at this point, he just, he's just like, this is for you. This is for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, 
another book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I, it's exciting. It's exciting. And, you know, some news, uh, this is a huge thing for me. Uh, I actually signed up for book of the month, so I'm really hey. loving that too. I don't, I've never had a book subscription before again. Thank you so much, Book Talk, because again, it is seeping into every aspect of my Oh my gosh, life, it totally is. Like I signed up for, um, so I was doing Once Upon a Book Club, which didn't really fit into my like genre preferences very well, even though it's so fun. I love the concept of like the, they put the little page or they put the, there's like four, four presents. They're all wrapped up that mm-hmm. come with it. And then you, when you get to the page number that the present goes with, then you unwrap it and it has something to it's do with fun, what yeah. you're reading. It's super fun. But it's also like, now I've got a bunch of books on my shelf um, that are not necessarily books I would have picked out for myself. So yeah. Uh, I decided to switch it up and I've gone over to bookish box, which is very much more like fantasy romance, which is my thing. Um, and, uh, I am still like stuck in the YA one, uh, the YA subscription. I'm trying to get into the adult subscription, but they're so popular. Their wait list is so long. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, but the thing about that I love about them is that they have the most beautiful books. <laughs> they're so nice. beautiful. They're all special editions with like, the like gilded faux leather covers. And then they have like the um, reversible dust jackets. So you get all of this beautiful character art with it. I'm just real. I'm really, I haven't even received my first one yet and I'm already super (laughs) excited, (laughs) but it's been very inspirational for me um, in terms of the special editions that I'm planning for my own stuff. So um, yeah, that's always helpful. Yeah. I mean, it's a business expense. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, so yeah, we did, uh, we totally loved, we really genuinely loved talking, talking to other authors. Um, but we definitely, when we first conceived of this podcast years ago at this point, Mm -hmm. um, we wanted it to be for readers. Um, and it's, it just, we want to like come back to that and, and pull the like reading passion back out of ourselves and be able to discuss the books that we're so excited and passionate about and dissect them if we're like dude this is not what I thought it was I gonna know. be you know that's gonna be fun <laughs> um yeah so okay so for this specific episode mm-hmm. season two episode one um we were like let's let's do something really big so we decided to do because we both love um Henry Cavill and the Witcher and Henry Cavill as the Witcher, um, and like all of his grunting, and I'm sure people watch yes. it for other reasons as well. But his yeah, grunting no, is like kidding. amazing, and like his tight pants, <laughs> really tight leather pants. I have a note about that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, <clears throat> this is too funny. <laughs> Got to put my hair up for this, ladies oh, and gentlemen. <laughs> Um, for the, okay. So for this episode we read, and there's going to be like a bunch of like <laughs> disclaimers here. So we read the last wish by, mm-hmm. I cannot pronounce his name. Do you want to try? <laughs> uh, I don't even have it in front of me. So I'm going to say no. Andrzej Sapkowski. Hey, hey that's Possibly. better than I would have done. Good job. Um, I feel like when, uh, I think we both listened to the audiobook, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I, the narrator pronounced the author's name in a way that I was not expecting. Um, so I do not think that I said it right. Uh, so I'm sorry about that. 
Uh, and, but anyway, so we read The Last Wish, which is the first of two short story collections that's then followed by some novels in the Witcher series. And then um, we watched season one. LP watched also season two. I just haven't had time. I've only watched the first episode, not for lack of wanting to, but I just wanted to use my time in preparing for this episode to rewatch um, season one, because mm-hmm. this is something I'm sure we're going to talk about. It's super confusing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we will. Um, anyway, so we watched, we're going to be discussing specifically season one of The Witcher, the show on Netflix. Um, we are not going to be discussing the video games, even though I do have one of them. I have only played a little bit of it at this point because I don't really have a lot of time for video games. Um, but as That'd a lot fun. of people know, the video games are a big part of the franchise as well. Um, and according to the internet, um, this, so season one of The Witcher on Netflix also includes elements of Sword of Destiny, which is, I believe, the second short story collection, um, and The Blood of Elves, The Blood of Elves, which I believe is a novel in the series. Um, and I think The Blood of Elves is when they start to dive into a lot of the series storyline. And it sounds like Sword of Destiny is more of the like, uh, episode of the week adventures kind of like what was in the last wish um and neither of us have read either of those <laughs> no so this is all sort of starting to make a little bit more sense as to why they did what they did um, i know it even is though it still is ridiculous but i still but... like i kept thinking i was like this does not i, I was like i have a, a bunch of other suggestions of ways they could have done it not that they're <laughs> gonna like listen to me or go back and revise Bring Henry back. We're redoing yeah. this one. Um, can I just talk to Henry? I think that he would be really interested in what I had to say. Uh, so uh, let me, well, do do we want me to, uh, should I hold off on reading the book description until? Yeah, let's actually... hold off. Let's just catch okay. up and do whatever we do. Yeah, and then so um, it's been a while since we've recorded the show. Um, mm. A couple months, I want to say. I feel uh, maybe like. even longer. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, LP and I have been talking since, I mean, we, we, we meet every other week anyway, so it's not like we haven't yeah. seen each other. So, yeah. <laughs> or talked about reading or anything, but, um, well, I guess for this kickoff season two episode, please tell me you're drinking something fun. Um, I am, I'm drinking well, bubbles. I'm drinking hey! bubbles tonight in your giant white glass. I know. Well, you know, I'm always afraid I'm going to knock the skinny, yeah. the skinny ones over. Cause I'm really klutzy. So the big one is, oh, yeah, this is pretty big. Huh? And then mm. the closer I get, the bigger it gets. Oh, Ooh. what if it was this big and I was drinking it? <laughs> well, I have a uh, red wine. I want to say it's a cab. Um, I should have looked it's from one of my favorite wineries, um, novelty Hill, Washington wineries. Nice. Um, and it tastes Local. really good because I haven't had wine for a couple days. So fancy. Yeah. Splurgeon. Um, yeah. So you have those really pretty flutes still, don't you? The stemless ones, mm-hmm. the gold on the bottom. They are. Yeah. They have like silver and gold. Um, what do you call it? Like leafing. Yeah. Leafing. That's what they call it. Um, the problem is, is they're all handmade. And so they don't have flat bot. Like they're oh. not they're not like you know structurally sound when it comes to being around any sort of technology (laughs) yeah and that too like I would totally knock it over um but yeah I still I do still have those those are I think those are a wedding gift actually they're so going strong anyways we like wine guys that's all (laughs) 
That's why uh, it's the books booze in banter podcast. Yeah. It should be like the books wine. No, because you drink a lot of cocktails. So it's funny. My dad is visiting and um, we were having dinner last night and uh, Katie, my sister brought up the podcast and I, we were talking about, I don't know how it came up that, you know, we drink on it. And my dad's like, you drink on, you have a podcast, you drink. I'm like, yeah, that's what it's about. <laughs> like <laughs> we drink, we talk about books and we drink. And he's I like, feel like, so, he's, so all, he's all he's all all for it, whatever but he yeah. was just very confused by that <laughs> so this is like Tyrion would fit on this podcast yeah you know I drink and I know I drink things. and I know things yeah I, <laughs> I drink it. and I read things yeah. um okay so then on that note what are you reading right now besides the last wish okay so as we were saying I mean, I really didn't want, I seriously want to get back into reading. So I've been really trying. Um, I have a paperback going right now, which I don't get to do very often. I'm reading How to Kill a Kingdom by, and it's, I think, I believe it's considered YA. Um, it feels YA by Alexandra Christo. Do you and have it, is, it right there? No, I should. Sorry. It has a, um, it has like a octopus tentacles on the front and Ooh, has a sword. Oh, I know the cover. Oh, it's really, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like teal. Yeah, teal and oh, it's like ocean. Yes. It's really kind of artsy. I really like that cover. Um. Anyway, it is a, a like a YA retelling of a uh, kind of like a gritty uh, Little Mermaid. So Ooh, that's um, cool. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um. And then I just finished The Witcher, and then right when I finished that audiobook, which was amazing, the narration was amazing. It was. Um. I <laughs> started reading or listening to um. I think your name's Sally Thorne. Um, but anyway, the, uh, hating game. Yeah. Sally Thorne hating game. It's a, um, it's a rom-com. They made it into a movie on Netflix and I wanted to watch, I want to watch the movie on Netflix. So I wanted to re- listen to it first. And so far I am loving it. It's super cute and funny. So is it like, a? it's about two, it's about these two people who they work at a publishing company, which is really cool. They can't stand each other. Um, they are both executive assistants, I believe, for the people who run the publishing house. They, you know, there's there's like two opposing sides and they can't stand each other and they play all these games, like just, it's really like, se- there's so much sexual tension and they act <laughs> like they hate each other, but you know, they don't. And you're just, you want, you can't wait for whatever's going to happen to happen, <laughs> you know, but it's really cute. And it's fun is the way it's written in all these ways that they're incorporating. Like when you're in the workplace, these silly games you can play not even realize you're realizing you're playing them, you know, as far as like all this tit for tat and like talking crap about each other. And I don't know. It's just fun. I really, I, I'm really enjoying it so far, but anyway, that sounds fun. Yeah. What about you? Um, I obviously just finished the last fish and, um, I am reading, um, echo in time for, uh, another podcast. So where it's called read by the author <laughs> where I read my books. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I have one more episode of uh, Echo and Time, which is the first book in the Echo trilogy. Um, and then um, pretty sure like she has confirmed that she's going to do it. I just don't have the stuff yet from her. Um, but uh, Tara, our, our good author mm-hmm. friend, Tara Benner, is going to come on and she's going to read or there's going to be like an, a season 1.5. And she's going to read um, Blood Ties, I believe, is the name of the novella. It's like a oh, prequel cool. novella for her Witches of Mountain Shadow series, which is like a contemporary romance, small town, not contemporary romance, sorry, contemporary fantasy, small town thing. It's kind of like, um, I don't know, it's kind of like practical magic, but also kind of like 
It's like a little bit urban fantasy. Witches, what was it? Witches of East Witches. Wind, oh, witches, it, witches of something. Witches of Mountain Shadow is the name of the series. No, 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 no. no. I was oh. going to compare it to a witch. Witches, of, called, witches it, of East End. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty similar yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I kind of got that vibe looking yes. at the cover. I haven't read it, but yeah, very much. But um, I haven't read the novella yet. Um, but I remember when she was writing it, and I feel like she said it was like kind of reminiscent of like supernatural that kind of thing. So with um Sam and Dean, so because it's two brothers. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and then I am about to start a Ruin of Roses by KF Breen, who I absolutely adore. Her her books, her, um, uh, that's the beauty and the beast retelling, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which I, was I think I have that one. I haven't started it yet. Yeah. LP is on a beauty and the beast retelling thing right now. Kink, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm going to read that. It's supposed to be pretty spicy, um, and a little dark, uh, and my, uh, reading group, my, or my reading, I keep calling it my reading group. It's, it's not, it's my reader group. So the group that my readers are in on Facebook, uh, <laughs> they are reading that this month. Um, so I'm excited to jump in and talk to them about that. Um, yeah, uh, highly recommend KF Breen's books. If anybody likes fantasy romance and has not read them yet, um, especially the demigods of San Francisco, which starts with sin and chocolate. It's really good. I did, um, I did and listen to that one. I think it's really good. Um, and then, <laughs> Uh, the Magical Midlife Madness series, with, which is a, a paranormal women's fiction. So it's like middle-aged heroines. Um, I adore that series. I genuinely love that series. And it's hilarious. And there's a like gargoyle butler who I am almost positive that the narrator purposely tries to emulate. Um, oh my God. What is his name? The... The only thing I can, I love him. He's in a gazillion. Oh, he was the dad in the new Emma. Oh, Vic, is, I call him Victor. Uh, yes, Victor. Yes. Yes. Yeah. From Underworld. Yeah. yeah I um, I love him too. My God. What love is his actually. Name? Yeah. Yeah. And he was um, in um, an amazing movie that is totally underrated about time. So good. Bill Nighy. There you go. Yeah. Um, Bill Nighy. Am I confusing that with Bill Nye? No, I think that's his name. Okay. Anyway, he's awesome. I'm I'm like 99.9% convinced that the narrator is like, this is what I'm going for. <laughs> she sounds just like uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that it's really good. It's a really, really good series. Um, anyway, so I'm very excited about Ruin a Ruin of Roses or just Ruin of Roses. I'm not sure. Uh yeah, that's what I have going on though. That's fun. Yeah. Yay, we're reading books. I just yeah. want to keep up the momentum now. Because I also have like a legit book club too, and we meet every month. And so I need to keep that mixed too. <laughs> what are you guys reading for the book club this month? Well, we've been on a bit of a hiatus, but um, I think I'm convincing everybody to check out the um, the hating game because oh. that way we can all get together and watch the movie. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to meet in a couple of weeks and then um, I'm pretty sure they're all on board to uh, read at and least watch it, watch but we want to at least catch up and, you know, we'll, we'll we'll watch it sometime but yeah so That's anyway want to do something fun so Good. anyway yeah it's exciting I'm just glad that we're getting to read a little bit more or I am anyway I feel yeah. hopeful <laughs> yeah um okay so what are you working on right now 
or have you released anything really exciting? Or have, well, like what, how much has happened in the last, <laughs> since the the last time? We recap every single thing that's happened in the every last three months. detail. No. So, um, <laughs> I've, so long story short, uh, Everything is good to go with City of Ruin. That's my gothic dystopian Beauty and the Beast and Jane Eyre retelling that comes out June 14th. So that's I'm have that with the proofreaders right now. Podium has it for the audiobook. Um, and I'm really excited. So that's gonna be ready soon. Sea of Storms, which is the second book in my Ruined Land series. That is like an it's a Norse-inspired Robin Hood tale. Um, it's a lot of Norse mythology, more than I expected. Uh, but I wrote the end yesterday, sent it to my alpha reader. So that's out there in the world. Um, and yeah, so actually today was my day to not work. That didn't happen <laughs> at all. Like I was going to take today off. I did watch some of the Witcher cause I I've already seen this. I've already seen, uh, season one twice. And then I, but that was a while ago. And so I wanted to kind of catch up a little bit on the, the, uh, episodes that I was kind of confused between the book, you know, whatever. So there were a couple of them that I rewatched today. That was like my time off today. <laughs> but other than that, like, I'm really uh, trying to be kind to myself. And I, my dad's also visiting from Hawaii. So I'm trying not to do too much the, for the next four days and then maybe jump in, dive in on Monday. But that's the gist of it. How about you? Um. Well, I finally released... <laughs> Song of Scarabs and Fallen Stars, which Yay. I feel like I had been talking about forever. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah, that came out at the end of March and it's been doing really well. Um, readers have really been loving it. Uh, and now I am almost done with the revisions on uh, the third draft of Blood of the Broken, which is the fifth book in the Atlantis Legacy series. And <laughs> it's brutal. <laughs> My God, I almost made myself cry this morning. I was just like, oh, like I've, this is going to be one of those ones where people are like, oh my gosh, I hate you so much, but I love you because like, I can't stop crying. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got like a really brutal middle, a brutal middle. <laughs> um, so you're going to get to, you're getting it tomorrow. Um, well, LP is getting it tomorrow yes, because she's one of my beta readers. Um, and when I say you're getting it tomorrow, you're getting like the first half, the first two thirds of it tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I'm on chapter 21. It has 35 chapters and I should be able to get four or five more chapters done tomorrow. So then I think I'll be able to finish it probably Monday or Tuesday and send the, the remainder. But, um, yeah, I feel like with all of my books, like the first part is always, it just takes me a long time to do the revisions on like the first Mm-hmm. like quarter of the book because it's like all the setup. Yeah. You have to, like, I'm a hundred percent. I know what you mean. Yeah. <sighs> um, but now it's like in the like ball is rolling part. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> um, and, uh, but in non-writing projects, well, I do have some fun, some fun announcements, but, um, I am, have received, uh, I know I was talking about this before we went on our hiatus for the podcast, but, um, I have Julia Whalen. Steena Nielsen and Dana Day and Neil Thorne are the four narrators. I don't, I, I didn't have Neil Thorne at that point. I'm not sure if I had Steena Nielsen at that point either, um, signed on. Um, they are, they have all either recorded. I already have Julia Whalen's chapters as cat for the song of scares and fallen stars audiobook. 
those are done. It's all sealed up. I have Neil's chapter. Um, my assistant is proofing it currently, and that should be sealed up hopefully in the next day or two. And Stina is a machine. She, <laughs> she sends like six chapters a day. Um, so we are way behind her in terms of proofing, but she is amazing. Um, Stina Nielsen, for those who don't know, is the narrator who did the um, for Blood and Ash series. Um, she is wonderful. Um, I'm so excited about this audiobook, and I don't have any of Dana's chapters yet, but I've worked with her so much. I have no, no concerns. Um, and there's only like four chapters. <laughs> so for her, um, but oh man, this audiobook is going to be so cool. I'm so excited. Um, and <laughs> spending so much money on illustrations and cover art and stuff because I am getting everyone lined up and reserved for the Echo Trilogy special editions right now. And these things, I'm like, I'm going to do a Kickstarter and stuff probably in, I don't know, January or February. Um, but I'm getting everything now so that I have like the pictures of stuff to show people on the Kickstarter. But um, I just saw, or I just put down the deposit for this artist and um, her name is Sonia Solis, I want to say. Um, I hope I didn't get that wrong. Um, she is amazing. She is amazing. Um, and like her, the way she does light, I'm just trying to, I want to actually to be able to tell people her actual name. <laughs> um, Sonia, her on Instagram, she's Sonia underscore MS underscore um, Sonia Matas. Um, the way she uses light and then she's collaborating with another artist, um, for the, this project, but she's doing the, the way she uses light reminds me completely of the like magic, the art, the time magic in, uh, the echo trilogy. Like mm. it's all very like glowy and rainbowy. It is stunning. And she's doing your tarot cards. No, no. <laughs> she's doing the dust jackets Okay, on the echo trilogy special editions. She is just like, ah. So good. Um, and I, and like I said, she has a collaborator that she's working with who I will put in the show notes to reference both of them. Um, and then I'm talking to someone else about doing the naked cover. So like the actual book itself. Um, and she, we're, we're still in the talk. So we haven't like, there's no deposit has been paid or anything like that. Um, but she's very excited. Um, and then I have the tarot cards are coming in. I've already posted a couple of them in my reader group. So uh, I have an illustrator. Uh, her name is Alyssa. Um, and she is, her company is Print is Dead UK. Um, it's very like gothic macabre looking. Oh, Print is Dead. Yeah. I heard princess, Prince. like princess, princess is dead. dead. And I was like, no. well, that's nice. <laughs> no, Print is Dead. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, um, yeah. And she I just like when I was first looking for illustrators for special editions, I came across her and I was like, I don't feel like she's right for the book covers that I'm thinking of. But I was like, but she is exactly her work was exactly like how I pictured Kat's art to be in her tarot cards. And I was like, oh, I know I'm going to be doing a tarot card deck. So I reached out to her and it just so happened that she could start like a month after I reached out to her. So she has been nice. reading through all the books. She has sent me several cards. Uh, they're up in my reader group. She's um, the Empress is up and the star, which is great. Cause they were both cards that were featured in song of scarabs and fallen stars, which is kind of fun. Cause that's the most recent book that's come out. Um, and I'm so happy with how they're turning out and I'm so excited about <laughs> the 
massive project. So it's just, I feel like having my words turned into art is one of the things that I have been looking forward to for so it's like one step below having my books adapted for like film or TV is like having someone else just like put a visual spin on them. It's very exciting. That's very cool. Yeah. I think that's everything that I've commissioned. (laughs) I feel like people watching this or listening as I'm, as I'm thinking about this and listening to you till I already knew all of this. So I just, I feel like people like how Lindsay's like sitting there, like it's not because I don't think it's cool. I just, I already, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it's more for readers or listeners. Uh, But yeah, I was just, I keep forgetting like we're recording this visually as well. So I'm just like sitting here, just like letting you talk. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, they're like, Lindsay could give two shits. (laughs) I'm like, oh, sorry guys. Uh, Anyway. yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to be able to start sharing the tarot cards on um, my Facebook page and Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. I just don't have the finals yet um, for those images, but um, we're super going to be doing like finals in like groups of three and four. So as soon as she, as soon as we have them finalized and she sends me like the high resolution files, then I'm going to start actually getting to share them. And I'm really excited. So it's exciting. Yeah, it is really exciting. That really is. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's probably other stuff that I'm working on, but I feel like I've been talking for like a really long time. So I'm just going to cut myself off there. Um, It's funny. Sorry. Anyway, um, are we ready to introduce? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I'm just going to read the description of the last wish that I yoinked off of Amazon. Um, and then I will direct us through a little guided discussion. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. Okay. Um, so, oh, I guess we should all definitely spoilers, everybody. <laughs> oh, oh yes. Oh, <laughs> spoilers. We are talking about I the show. Rewrote and all the my, I rewrote all my stuff. So I yeah. don't have my spoiler warning in there. No, 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 Major spoiler warning. Yeah. Major. Um, this would be the point to hop off of the podcast. If you have not watched if you are sensitive to spoilers, like yeah. any other sane person, um, and if you haven't watched uh, The Witcher Season 1, uh, LP may drop some Witcher Season 2 spoilers. You never know. Um, and, On accident. <laughs> and if you haven't um, read uh, The Last Wish. So uh, we are not censoring ourselves. And I'm flinging my <laughs> headphone cord around. And we're not even drunk. Okay. <laughs> we're not even and... I've had like four sips of wine at this point, so. Anyway, <clears throat> the last wish. Geralt, I am, oh, I know I'm saying it. Geralt. Geralt, the Witcher. It's a very difficult name to say. Do it. <laughs> no, I'm going to screw so many things okay. up. You don't even get me started. <clears throat> Go ahead. You're good. Geralt, the Witcher, revered and hated, holds the line against the monsters plaguing humanity in his. Oh, in this collection of adventures, the first chapter in uh, groundbreaking epic fantasy. I'm sorry, I cannot say your name. Andrzej Sapkowski. It's like with a R-Z-E-J. I don't know how that is supposed to work. Um, Groundbreaking epic fantasy series that inspired the hit Netflix show and the blockbuster video games. Geralt is a witcher, a man whose magic powers enhanced by long training and a mysterious elixir have made him a brilliant fighter and merciless hunter. Yet he is no ordinary killer. His sole purpose to destroy the monsters that plague the world. But not everything monstrous looking is evil. 
and not everything fair is good. And in every fairy tale, there is a grain of truth. Nice. Can I just say, I've actually never read the blurb before. That would have been so helpful before read listening to the yeah. book because one of the big things, and we can talk about this more later, but it, the way the way the story is told is very segmented in the book as far as it's in chunks mm-hmm. and it doesn't flow. It's not like a novel that starts from the beginning to the end. Yeah, no. So um, that would, that makes sense. It says a collection of adventure or whatever you said. Mm. So yeah, that makes sense. A uh, collection of adventures. I like that yeah. in this collection of adventures. Yeah. Cause so, that's what it is. They're yeah. It really kind of is like thrown together. Yeah. So let's start off by saying, or, uh, let's talk about our favorite things about the book. Okay. So, um, I'm going to jump in with one sure. thing, Yeah, good. um, which is I really liked that I had no idea, which is silly because I, it doesn't come across really in season one, although in the first episode of season two, it kind of does. Um, it, it's like so much based on fairy tales. There's so much stuff in here that's based on fairy tales. Yeah. I didn't get that either. Really in the show. Yeah. But in the now book, it's like, that. like there's, yeah, um, with that. Renfrey and she has the seven dwarves like that. They're talking about, they're like very grim, dark versions of the fairy tale. And there's the very clear beauty and the beast thing. Yeah. Um, I guess the only thing that in the show, because I did, I wasn't trying to connect, like, I know we're not talking about the show yet, but because I wasn't trying, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I w- in, when I was watching season one of the show, the first time I wasn't trying to connect it with fairy. That wasn't even in my head fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I watched it this time, I was already thinking about fairy tales because I had already gotten to the beauty and the beast story. Um, and Yennefer's story is a little Cinderella. Well, so is the whole, the whole scene in the, um, in the castle with the knight who comes with the hedgehog face or whatever. Yeah. That's also very Cinderella because he has still the stroke of midnight and then he'll change into a human form. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I didn't even. Yeah. Um, (laughs) do you like how you zero names? (laughs) Yeah, I literally can't remember anybody, but Dooney. I will. Dooney. <laughs> yeah. The name is the hedgehog guy, the hedgehog knight. I mean, I'm pretty oh sure God. his name is like Sir Urchin or something, which is like yeah. kind of silly because he looks like a sea urchin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want that was the one of the episodes that I really wanted to rewatch today because I wanted to see how close that was to the scene in the book. And yeah, I was noticing that. The, yeah, the, let's the, definitely talk about that when we get to comparing. Yeah. Um, the two, because I want to talk about that specific episode and that specific okay. story in the book. Um, so I really loved that, the fairy tale connection in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I mean, I loved the Beauty and the Beast story, which was, I don't know which one it was, but it was really, it was like the second one, maybe. Yeah. Um, in not, the book. It's, but it's not in the show. Yeah. So it's in people, season two. Yeah. People just don't get confused. It's yeah. not in season one. Um, and I only know that cause it's the first episode of season one and, or of season two, and I'm in the middle of it right now. Um, and the other thing that I really liked, um, I mean, there's lots of things that I liked about the book. The narrator is really good. Um, but I also, and this is going to come into the comparison a little bit, but I genuinely really liked the format for this short story collection. Um, and it reminded me a lot. I'm going to plug one of our books. Um, it reminded me a lot of uh, World 
before the way that we did that with the, cause it has like, there's like the short story, the collection of the adventures, the individual yeah. adventures that are kind of standalone-y. Mm-hmm. Um, and Breaks then there's the characters. Yeah. And then there's the voice of reason interludes. That's like, seems to be happening in like one single chunk of time, but that's just like broken up, mm-hmm. you know, throughout. Um, it kind of reminded me of how we did world before yeah, with Zoe true. and then that's the true. stories. Um, yeah, but I, I liked, I liked that format. Um, yeah, I think I, I was like, have, I had a hard time like following it at first because I was expecting something similar to what the show had done. Yeah. Um, and, and it caught me a little bit off guard, but it was so much easier to follow in here. Yeah, Um, no, I think, um, I had the narrator down was amazing. I can't believe how good he was. I mean, he did the beast with the, well, I forget his name, the character, but with the tusks in his mouth, he did a great job. The goat, he did a great, like, just like all, I just not really goat either. I forget what they call him, but anyway, he just did such a good job with all of them. I just really enjoyed it. But um, I think for me, the biggest thing that was helpful is, you know, I've talked to you before about how like epic fantasy is really hard for me as far as reading it. Like I have a hard time wrapping my mind around all the new things and trying to picture everything. And um, I really enjoy watching, especially if it's like historical, it's like, I don't know. I really like historical fantasy stuff, especially watching it. But when it comes to something like this, that is so intricate and there's so much world building, I really enjoyed being able to read about that more than just trying to figure it out on screen, because there's so much that I feel they didn't do a great job of showing or telling in the show. Um, there's some things I'm kind of glad they didn't, you know, spend a lot of time on, but yeah. one of it was like the law of surprise and all that. Like, yeah. I feel like they could have, they could have explained all that so much more in the show that it would have made more sense to me. So yes. I really, that was one of the reasons why I went back and watched some of the episodes today, because I was just so many other things were clicking, you know, yes. and it sort of didn't make sense. So I really appreciated how much more you learn even just about the characters too that you're meeting on screen when you're watching the show so yeah. i really just liked more explanation and more being able to really experience the world building a little bit more not just visually but like understand it you know? yeah so yeah yeah i really liked that so yeah. those are my two things so cool um what were your favorite things about the show i really like that um so i'm gonna call him the bard but i know in the book they call him dandelion right yes dandelion yeah it's yeah but we were laughing about this before we started the show because it's spelled dandelion dandelion but the narrator dandelion but they don't they don't call him that in the show so anyway i'm just gonna call him the bard but anyway i really like that he was he was very much a part of the entire show essentially from season or episode two on mm-hmm. because I think he adds such a great layer. He's such a good counterpart to, you know, yeah. the Witcher. So I think that that was, it was really good on their end. I was a really smart thing for them to do. Cause he's such a likable character, even yeah. in the book. And, and he's, he's like so the witty. comedic relief kind of like, yeah. he's just like silly. And I really like that they really took him up a notch in the show and they made him really like, he's so freaking funny and he mm-hmm. has some amazing one liner. He even has like this, this humor. It's like, you could miss it. It's just so witty, yeah. you know? Um, so I really, really enjoyed that. Um, 
And can I butt in here really yeah, quick? Um, did you watch Xena? Like when you were oh, growing up? Eons ago, yeah. You remember Joxer? Uh, Joxer, the mighty, he is a hero. Oh, no. I mean, if I saw him, probably. Did oh, he have like yeah. big, nice abs or something? I don't know. No, he was not <laughs> a, he was not a, he was, oh. he was a, g- he was more of, uh, God, I'm trying not to like offend anybody here. He wasn't like a, he wasn't like Aries. Was he? He yeah. was like a kind of nerdy kind of. Oh, yeah. No. Um, I mean, guy. I'm sure if I saw him, I might recognize him. I did watch it for that show for a long time. So. Oh, yeah. Je- uh, Jaskier, the way that they've done him reminds me a little bit of Joxer. Nice. And he has like a theme song and stuff. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. No, I don't remember that. <clears throat> um, yeah. So uh, he's great. Um, <laughs> uh, this is not on my list, but if we're going to go back to the pants thing that I was saying earlier, <laughs> the tight pants there's actually and I totally didn't catch it I would have not known this if I hadn't watched it for a third time today um and it's funny you guys I just have to say that like I I enjoyed it the first time I watched it I'm not obsessed with it by any means like I I, it's not one of those shows where like Vikings I will watch that over and over and over again this I enjoyed it and whatever it was fine but it again this kind of stuff is a little hard for my little brain to grasp so (laughs) the fact that I've actually seen it three times now the first season is really weird for me <laughs> um but it's just funny that you brought up the tight pants because there's a scene when he first meets uh Yennefer and she t- remember that line when she said take a bath because yeah. I smell the breed of your horse yes. and everything just off of it yeah that was so, from the book. yeah it was well it's actually in the show too and when she gives him clothes and um she you know makes him magically appear whatever he's like oh yeah you're i forgot you're you know you you have magic so you can make these clothes appear because like where'd you get these and then when he comes out wearing them he's like these are so tight and she was like no they fit just fine (laughs) you know so i thought that was so funny i love yennefer they even have him comment on it it's yeah yeah but Anyway, um, what else? I do I have to say, show? like, um, speed talking. I th- I found this hilarious. So talking about because uh, <laughs> they did they reference it in the book as well, but in the show, I feel like they they like it becomes like almost a joke. But people talking about <laughs> about Geralt needing like a bath or like all the time. Needing, it's a constant. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like this poor guy. <laughs> Yeah. It's like they needed um, to they needed to counter his like gloriousness as Henry yeah. Cavill, like just being this monstrous and all he does is like beautiful man. You can just glare at him and he's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that was one of the things that I also liked about the show is in the book, I feel like he's a lot more introspective as far as and it makes sense it's the book, but he I feel like he had he really has a hard time not fitting in with humanity a lot mm-hmm. in in the book and you he you definitely get that in the show but it's not something that weighs on him at least yeah. that you can see i almost feel like the show with his character development picks up kind of where this leaves off as far as him kind of accepting who he is and like yeah. moving forward you know yeah, it does. the show kind of the book itself seems like as far as his character development takes place way earlier. And he's yeah. really coming to grasp with just being the witcher and well, not, and being an outcast. And-, and I think in the book, they make it clearer that the, the broad, the broad span of time that passes between the first story and the last story, because they re- reference him as he like a young witcher mm-hmm. and like all this stuff. And then, and then he's like wiser and age or wiser and more aged, even though he's not actually, he doesn't mm-hmm. actually physically age. 
Um, but like by the end and, and he gets more, more well-known and renowned and like the white wolf and yeah. um, all that thanks stuff. Thanks to like, the bard. He'll make sure. To the bard. Yeah, knows. I know. Right. Then Dillian. Um, yeah. I, I, I appreciated um, how that developed in the books. Um, he does seem more just like accepting of his loneriness in the show mm-hmm. that he's just kind of like, that's all right. That's just how I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I thought that was really good. And um, there was one other thing I think, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. We can t- figure it out. Go ahead. Um, there were, um, I, I really love a lot of things about the show. Um, I, my like really only criticism about the show is the whole chronology issue, which I mm-hmm. think that they could have handled a lot better. Um, clearly it hasn't hindered the show at all. People adore it. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I just like, I loved how much more, how much more we got like for Yennefer and her whole you know, she's a very much a main character in the show, whereas we only meet her in the, she's referenced throughout the book, but we don't meet her um, yeah, until the end, until the Almost end. end. Yeah. 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 That was one of the things I really liked about the show too, is, is yeah. getting to see even Triss, like she's, she's in the first oh, season, yes, but she's I not even mentioned her. in this yeah. book. Yeah. I wonder, right? I'm, you know, she's not, yeah, I didn't think okay. so either. Um, but I'm, Wondering if she is a bigger character in later books. She's going to have to be because she's yeah. huge. Yeah, she's a lot. In yeah, the, I love I love her character. Um, I yeah, I loved the whole like uh, in the in the show. I loved the whole was it art? Is it called Artesia? Artesia or whatever the wizard the where the sorceresses train and stuff. That oh, whole situation. Yeah. Um. Uh, and just yeah, like, none of that was yeah, none of that was in the book. Yeah, yeah for sure. That, again, but see, that's another question though. So because that's going back in the timeline, does that mean the other books start back in time? Because they all have to, you know what I mean? I mean, that's, maybe I don't know. Like I, yeah, I don't know either. It I like I feel like I wish for the show. Now that I've read this book, um, even though we don't get to know Siri, there's no Siri in this. We do get to see her um, Dooney and um her mom what is her mom's name um i forget already um queen clanthe is her grandma of sintra um but we get to see that that whole situation and we get to know more about clanthe and her kind of uh, like i found her really fascinating in the show i found her character really dis it was not unlikable hard, very unlikable book. in the book me yeah. too i totally agree i went i was kind of wondering if that was just me i was like eh, maybe yeah. i was just no pain. like her yeah. re-watching like i remember thinking that she was like a strong very interesting strong kind of um woman in the first time i watched it she i found her a little bit more annoying the second time in the show um but i still found her to be like a very interesting and complex character um in the book i just thought she was kind of unlikable yeah. Um, which is, yeah, you know, I, th- I think that the show is eight episodes long, so they're able to like expand right on a lot of things. Uh, you can show a lot more visually as well. Um, there, I loved, um, I really loved, so there's a scene, uh, with Jennifer, which again is, doesn't really appear cause we don't get to see any of her backstory in the book, in this mm-hmm. book. Um, 
but there's a scene um, at the end of her training. And there's like this big dance thing happening with all the Kings and they're getting to know their posts. Cause they're all the sorcerers and sorceresses are going off to court mm-hmm. and she comes out. She's not supposed to, she like missed the Ascension. So she wasn't supposed to get to like have her like hunchback removed and turn into yeah. like the beautiful yeah. woman that she is. Ugly um, duck. Oh, ugly duckling reveal. Ugly, yeah. yeah. Another fairy tale. Um, but she, it reminded me of one of my very favorite movies, which is a Cinderella retelling, which is ever after when Danielle comes out in her like, like wing ball gown mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, breathe, just breathe. That moment yeah. was totally, I found, I felt like the Yennefer entering the ball was like, a, it totally felt like a recall to that. And like, everybody kind of like stops and looks and she's just standing. There. I don't know. It was very similar to that. Speaking of things that I remember. So this was really fascinating to me. I'm, I really wanted, I, it was so hard for me not to text you. Cause I'm like, Kaylin, you guys are going to talk in like four hours. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so the, the whole gen scene. So with the genie, that whole oh. scene in the book is not, a, it, it has nothing to do with Gerald, but Gerald, Geralt. Geralt. But it I just call him a witcher. It's so much easier. Uh okay, but in the in the in the show, it's a hundred percent about him and it has everything to do with Siri and the whole hit the destiny thing and how he's ignoring it and he can't sleep and all yeah. these things. So yeah. that was really fascinating that they yeah. completely changed like who the was doing thing, what rather in, than just in, like out for a fun little fishing trip with yeah. Dendillion. <laughs> the bard. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it even changed to like, to the point where he was feeling all that guilt because he had just, but he was so aggravated that he was saying cruel things to the bard and yeah. the bard is, you know, dying. And then he's freaking out because his friend, the last thing he said yeah. to him was something horrible. Like it changed yeah. so many things for the witcher's character by switching yeah. that scene up. So I thought that was, I really liked that. I thought it was yeah. a really interesting thing. Yeah. And going back and rewatching it, it really helped me again, understand better since I'd already listened to the book to understand the whole, um, the, the, how destiny really plays a part in this book, as far as like really understanding the, um, what is it? The something of surprise. What is it? Child surprise, child surprise. surprise. And then the law of surprise and all of that again, because it made so much more sense to me after listening to the book that, yeah. I before I didn't really get why he wasn't sleeping, but I didn't get that. Yeah. All. I yeah. remembered that, but I couldn't, I didn't get why. Yeah. So yeah. And I um I really loved that episode, the gin episode. Um, because that's when him and when Geralt and Yennefer, Yennefer first meet, meet yeah. which is really exciting. Um yeah. and also <laughs> some of the visuals in that episode are so cool like the whole like he comes in and he's like there's like the fog in the house he's like what is like this orgy there's like this massive orgy and it's like this really artsy orgy where it's like there's just like everybody's moving in like one rhythm and then he picks up the tanker and he's like I brought your apple juice (laughs) and he and he just tosses Jaskier like off to the side (laughs) It's just like resting against this woman's yeah, the, boobs. Yeah, exactly. He was just, oh my God, that was funny. I was actually he can't laughing breathe. A lot. I was laughing a lot. And Yennefer's up there just like extremely bored by the whole situation. I thought that that was so, I, 
it was really smart, but I, th- I felt like that reveal of Yennefer was way more dramatic, obviously way more dramatic because it was in the middle of like a massive orgy, but it said so much about her character and where, cause yeah. Where she was at this point. Uh, oh my. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to rewind a minute to talk about another thing that happens with her, but because we are seeing them in these snippets um, and the way that they chose to do this, but is strange, but, but because we are seeing them over time, like generally is chronological, but I think that the thing that makes it really confusing is the Siri parts. I feel like I feel, cause I went back and I looked at timelines and stuff and it seems like Geralt's storyline and Yennefer's storyline yeah, those are, are chronological, chronological yeah. in line with each other for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and like what is going on with each of them at the same time. But then series thing doesn't really happen until the end, but we also meet her at the very beginning and like the yeah. stuff it, it, I wish they would have just done like, um, the way that I wish they would have done it would be to just do like the, like a, um, prologue kind of style thing where you get to see like the Sintra under attack and like Queen Calantha, like, the it's part where she's like, that. Geralt is your destiny and sends off Siri, and then she jumps from the window. Spoiler, spoiler, like so many spoilers. Um, <laughs> I wish that they had had that as the very opening scene, and then we hadn't seen them again until they fit into the timeline. Yeah, like, no, I that's think what I wish be... they had done. You know, it would have been awesome. So if they would have, like, keep with his timeline, okay, then he's like, oh, you don't have to repay me for, you know, saving your life. Um, just, you know, okay, fine. If you insist then the law surprise, and then she, you know, they find out that she's pregnant and he, the first thing he says is fuck. Fuck. And then he turns around and he walks out. What if it jumped to however many years later? And then the Queens die. She's tossing herself out the window. The child's running away. Cause he flat out says you are going to wreak havoc on the world. And he goes, I don't fucking care. I'm yeah. not dealing with this. And yeah. he walks out. So how funny would that be? Yeah. <laughs> what a like massive commentary about like absentee fathers. He's not the father of this child, but like destiny right. has kind of named him as that. And it's like, if you don't claim your responsibility, the world is going to burn. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I need to rewatch season two now because there's so many things you learn in there that now I'm even more, I'm kind of confused. So I'm like, now that I've rewatched the first seat anyway, it doesn't matter. But I'm yeah. really, I am really excited. Um, I wish somebody would like come out and do an edit of the show where it actually is in like more chronological order, like a fan edit. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> that would funny. make it make more sense. Um, I did want to say I really loved, um, there were a couple of other things that I really loved about the show. There were a couple episodes that I really, really loved. I really loved the, um, I, I can't remember what the monster's called, so I'm just going to call it the incest episode. <laughs> oh, the sure. Um, oh, I don't have any of my stuff um, I have the book right here. here. It's um, the episode um, where the, with the monster that the, was cr- like. The cursed monster, the princess. Yeah, yeah. The, the princess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to say it's like a, there's client. It starts with an S. I wrote it down like five hours ago. This is how bad uh, my memory Yeah, it is. does start with an S. Um, mm, so. Anyway. Anyway, so is it a like- Sobek? It's not a Sobek, is it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That might be right. Okay. Well, maybe that's what it is. Um, I loved that episode. I really loved that story too, actually, in the book. I, those were two of my favorite episodes and stories from the whole 
um, like thing that's going on. They did change the the Remfrey episode mm-hmm. in the story. It takes place. I don't know how many stories later, but it's the first one. It's the mm-hmm. very first episode of the very first season. Well, so that I think, was interesting. I think that they. My guess is that they stuck it at the very beginning because it is like to introduce his his um, destiny. His his introduction to his destiny because Siri's not even her. I don't think her parents have even been born at this point. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the timeline in the time like when when the whole Renfrey thing happens and then it becomes the thing that has that helped me when I was watching the show figure out how much time has go by is based on people's hair length growing. Other than that, and I think the Bard said one thing about how what's it been ten years or a century or something, and I'm sitting there going, "There's also I was paying attention to it like." um com- like um Geralt's in the first episode the girl um the girl in the town the oh, the one who lures him to the yeah okay to the yeah, wizard the yeah or the sort yeah you're a wizard um to the sorcerer and uh she's like t- telling him he needs to get new armor and he's he's a young witcher at this point so he like doesn't have a lot of money or something I don't know so there's that like he's trying mm, to scrounge for money so then he has like better armor and better better um just overall looks like so I have a question and I I don't know if I'm giving anything away from the second season or not um because it's hard to tell what I misunderstand versus what I you know what I actually am might be right about but I feel like in the show, they make it seem like the witcher is ma- like his mother dropped him off to be turned into a witcher. Yeah. That's what I got. Yeah. In the book, it sounds like they're born that way. Oh, there's a, there was a comment at some point in the book when it's something like the way you were born or has maybe you have to be like a child of destiny or something. I don't know, but then that, I don't know. So that was, that was confusing to me because in my head, because I had seen the show first, it was, you were made into a witcher. Yeah. Not that you were born a witcher or whatever. So, and I, and I know they, I know they do things to make you like a witcher, but the way the book led me to the way they made it sound was that like you're you're kind of like pre yeah predestined whereas it, in the show it felt like the mom straight up just like dropped him off yeah and he was heartbroken over it That's that was heartbreaking issues that was super yeah. heartbreaking so. um yeah there's a lot it's a, there's a lot of interesting themes in the show especially in the show um that i don't that maybe come across later in the books but like there's a lot of stuff about like parents and children and those kinds of relationships um because Jennifer's whole thing is that she wants a baby um and she's mad yeah. about uh, and that's different between the books so in the books it's like sorcery like shrivels up their mm-hmm. reproductive organs or something like that or petrifies them I think that's what they say but in the show <laughs> they like very vividly like remove her uterus and ovaries while she is awake <laughs> yeah because doesn't he say uh that you have the guy who's doing it i forget what they call him but he you have to give something to get something sort of thing right that's yeah caught the cost or something yeah like that. and then yennefer's it seems like maybe she didn't know what that that what he had to do or what he was going to do that he was going to take out her ability to have children um and she it then is like very resentful and angry about it. But there's that, that episode that she scene. saves the baby. Yeah. I think that's what did it. Honestly, I think 
for me, I don't think she, I don't think she grasped it because she didn't care. Like she was so power hungry. I don't think she cared. I think it was when she had, she was trying was to save baby. that baby and yeah. it died. I think that that was probably when she what realized because they had did a whole scene with her just sitting there, like Talk, yeah, talking, talking to, to the baby and yeah, talking to the baby and like saying a goodbye sort of deal. And I think that that might've been the moment. Yeah. But yeah, and she came back for the baby. Like she mm-hmm. risked her life to save that baby after the mom was like straight up here. Take yeah. the kids save me. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That broke, that part breaks my heart. Um, it's really hard to watch. Um, but there were a lot of, there were, I just, I really liked them both for different reasons. I felt like that they, um, they both had the book and the show have their strengths. Um, I don't feel like, yeah, I enjoy both quite yeah, a bit. I too. <laughs> and I think it, they really helped. They, they do each other service. Like I was saying is I really like the visuals of being able to watch the show because my brain, how it works, but I mm-hmm. also really enjoyed being able to listen to the book because it gave so much more backstory that it mm-hmm. made so much more sense to me in a lot of ways. Cause again, like you were saying, there's eight episodes. There's only so much you can do. There's only, and there's so much, so only so much that, you know, you can portray in somebody's actions versus being in their head. Right. So it all makes sense, like why they couldn't do certain things justice. But when you're, when you are basing a story on all this, like world building and all these laws and destiny, like that kind of stuff needs to be like really clearly explained. And I think they did a good, a decent job. Like when I went back and I watched it again, I like, I got it, but I'd also read the book again, or I'd watched it again and read the book. So it started to make more sense to me on top of, um, I don't know. It just, yeah, I think they just need to, there's just certain things that need to be explained or a little bit more, but I know it's hard. So, and I, one thing I feel like came across a little bit more clear in the book is just this his powers, like what, what exactly he can do. Cause it, mm-hmm. I'm, it doesn't, it's very muddled in the show. I feel like, um, like he's, he's not Matt. He doesn't have magic exactly. Not like Yennefer, but he can, it's almost like he can nullify magic. But the thing that I feel like he's like sh- immune to certain magic. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like, th- but he also has like heightened senses or he can see better and they can drink the tonics and yeah. his extra, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, his medallion that mm-hmm. I didn't understand in the show, but in the book, his medallion like tingles yep. when he, when there's magic around, it's like, so a- one thing I want to say too, because I I'm sure there's some people out there like me where, yeah, maybe you watch the first season and you're like, Oh, it was good. You know, whatever. I'd watch the second one. I, I did. I enjoyed it. And I'm a huge Henry fan. And (laughs) I just overall, like, I mean, it's great acting, great, you know, visual effects, super fun. I mean, that was the cool thing is like, it's almost like watching an episode of X-Files, right? Everything is a different monster that they're trying to, you know, a different whatever alien Mm -hmm. or whatever. So that was really cool the way that they did that. But the second season, hands down, I loved it. So if you're on the fence at all, or you've been putting it off, you should watch the second season because I, I, and you should watch the first season first. Oh, well, no, I'm assuming, I'm assuming you might've already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I'm just saying, if you watch the first season, you're like, oh, you know, it's all right, whatever. I'll get to the second season later. I personally, that made me a quote unquote believer. Cause I'm like, oh, now I can't wait for season three. Yeah. I was, I was hemming and hawing about the first season, but oh. I loved season two. Well, I am very excited 
to continue season two um, and see where all of these characters yeah. who I really like are heading. Um, yeah. Are you, I know you're going to ask this question. So I'm going to ask you first, are you going to keep listening and reading? I'm not sure. Um, my hesitation with continuing reading is stems from multiple places. Um, one is I really, really prefer books that are first person. Um, and it, it's just really hard for me to fully sink into the characters and the story when it's in third person. I just, my brain doesn't connect as well. Um, and I also really, really prefer books that are narrated uh, by a female audiobook narrator um, and that feature a female main character. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing against Geralt. I love him. But um, like if Yennefer was in there um, more, especially in this, like as like a point of view character, I would be like, yes, definitely. For sure. I'm going to continue this. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, as much as I love Geralt uh, and seeing more of his what's going on in his head and stuff. Um, it just, it doesn't pull me in quite as much as the show does. And I think it's Yennefer. Yennefer is like the thing, like she's my link. You know what I think it is too? I think that there's the mystery of Witcher too. In the show, there's a lot more mystery, right? Because mm-hmm. you- And there's romance. There's so much more like, mm-hmm. I mean, romance and like the like sexual romance, but there's also like the romance of the visuals and- the settings and the bard singing to you actually singing to you and yeah and the the the, yeah I don't know it's a very magical it's a very magical book it's also a very magical show um and I think the show is a little bit more heartbreaking um but again this is all of this commentary is coming from only having read the one short story collection yeah so there very easily could be a lot more um female leads that are incorporated later on so i don't know i'll have to look into it what about you uh no but i (laughs) I, and it's not that i think the narration great has nothing to do with like point of view or anything like that it's really the genre for me it's too it's too hard for me um and i you know we were talking about how i have limited time to read um and i have so many books that i want to read and um or listen to and it's just I could, I'm sure I would enjoy all the other ones, but I really want to spend my time gobbling up the books that I really want to listen to and read. So, um, I'll keep watching the show and, um, yeah, I don't know. I, um, 100% am continuing watching the show. I will say that (laughs) for sure. But there are a lot of books out there that I, so nothing against Julia Quinn, but I read, um, what is the first book? Duke, something about the Duke, the Duke, and, Duke and, I? and I. Is it the Duke and I? I haven't read it. But. Um, I read, or I listened to the audiobook after I watched the first season of Bridgerton. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and it's very different from the show. Uh, and I, it was a little bit more different than I was expecting. Um, not enough that I didn't want to continue, but just enough that there were other things that were pulling me towards them mm-hmm. more. Um, and I feel like that's, what's probably going to happen with, um, the Witcher, the books yeah. for me. I think it's just, I don't know. Like I know the smoke, uh, shadow and bone, right. Is that what it's called? Shadow yeah. That's bone. another one where I didn't, I started 
the second book and I didn't continue with it. Not because it wasn't good. I just like, it's the problem. If I watch a series before I read the books is I just get stuck with the, the, like, I don't know. It's like whichever one I. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm the same thing though. I, I would have never, but I would have never picked up either of these books on my own anyway. Like yeah. again, they're not my genre. So I would continue, I'll continue watching the show because I really like that they had all the different characters that aren't even in the first book. Yeah. I loved that. So for me, and I know we had a whole show talking about this time. So I won't go into it, but um, yeah, I just, I think it just boils down to what my, if it's my genre and if it really has me hooked, if it's something that I have to really pay attention to, to like, I think that was the problem with, with the reading this book is, or listening to it is every time doing something else while I was listening to it for me, I was like, Oh my God, I feel like I just, I kept rewinding yeah. it or what. Cause I kept thinking I was missing something important because you have to pay attention because they're explaining something, you know? Yeah. It did help. I feel like I feel like having watched this show, the first season of the show helped with some of that because oh, I could totally. like Nilfgaard and Sintra and like yep, the yep. like place names and stuff. Is it, it the same thing with rewatching season one, which is like, if you're, if you're feeling like you can't remember what happened in season one, or you saw, thought season one was confusing and you watched it a while ago, I totally would recommend rewatching it because I understood it more way more Hands this time down me too yeah because i went it. into it expecting these weird timelines mm-hmm. i actually understand like i had no clue that like the how the different stories like linked up and it does all kind of come together at the end like with the like incest king <laughs> coming to a and like how it was all kind of it all in a weird way it all kind of Mm-hmm. revolves around Geralt and his refusal to like yeah. listen to destiny like receive his destiny <laughs> um but but it also like things that he did years ago like have effects and even um yeah. like things that happen like we see the the incest siblings um when they're kids at the ball. Yes. I, I was like, that's what? who they were. <laughs> what? So, okay. I totally got that. Yes. I was like, didn't I just see their painting on yeah. the wall? Ada, oh my God. That was so weird. Ada yeah. and uh, I can't remember what the King's name is, but they're just kids there. Um, yeah. When Yennefer comes in, does her big reveal. There's, yep. is there's like a very brief little thing. Same kid. Oh my yes. God. I totally saw that. And I've seen, okay. Again, that was my third time watching it. I would not have gotten it had I not. Yeah. Yeah. Been paying more attention. Yeah. 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 So I definitely, it all more. I definitely would recommend that. And, yeah. uh, the second time I watched it through, I didn't realize that part of the reason that Yennefer was so mad, well, she had all the reasons in the world to be mad at the sorcerer who had like betrayed her and rat or spilled some of her, her secret. Oh, her, the, her lover. Yeah, yeah. From before. The researcher guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I had no idea the first time I watched it, that he was uh, like an archaeologist for the bad, the bad people. Like he was working for them. He like sacrificed his principles to do the research that he wanted to do. And that's why she was like, like, we can still, you know, go run away together and be together. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm going to keep doing this. Thanks. And she's just kind of like, the fuck? exciting yeah I don't know so, it's so funny that I'm more excited about this the series now than I ever was before I don't know it's yeah. funny to me it's funny yeah. to me but 
Yeah. I mean, I'm super excited. So speaking of shadow and bone, like I'm super excited for when shadow and bone season two, it's not out yet. Is it? Um, I'm very excited. Oh my God. Ben Barnes is the dark lane. Like I'm totally going to rewatch that season one. Like, and since I have read the book, um, I feel like I'll like understand it more, but God, he just like, I love the dark lane. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I will say like people call, um, I wanted to mention this. So people call Geralt morally gray, but I feel like he is actually very like morally stalwart. Like he is, has like a very true moral compass. I really? felt like, yes. People say that. Yeah. And I was like, I don't and, think that's true at to all. Me, it's the world is like the world is morally gray the and entire he, story. People are trying to pay him to do horrible things. And yeah. He's like, and he's no. like, no. And he's like, yeah. Just because like in the description, it says like things that look monstrous aren't always evil. And, you know, like yeah. that is totally his thing. He's like, he's, he's, that's he, like, why he has to protect surprise. the Yeah. He exactly fights to protect the that. hedgehog print or hedgehog knight. He fights to protect the dead yeah. dragon's egg. He fights to protect, you know, like the incest princess, the incest like, princess could like, kill her. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he like, and, and it was the same in the book. Um, and I just feel like he is very clearly good mm-hmm. and knows what's right. And it, it fits with like the morally good, like the morally right. And the world that he is in is corrupt. Yeah. That's my take on it. I mean, that's the whole reason why the Elven King, oh, he's not a king. I don't know if he's a prince, whatever he was, but the whole reason why he didn't kill him too, when he was yeah. captured in the beginning. Yeah. And like he, the whole situation or with Renfrey, like he didn't want to kill her and mm-hmm. Strigabor just like sets him on this path and makes it like, he doesn't have a choice. Yep. So. Yeah. I would have never said that he was morally gray whatsoever. Yeah. I feel like he's very clear. His, his character is very clearly set mm-hmm. for who he is. He's not. Yeah. He is like the upstanding person in this world like which i think is part of the it's part of the like sadness and the irony right is because he wants to be part of humanity so bad but he's the he's better than humanity so yeah but you know what i mean it is and that like that calls back to the final story the last wish you know and yennefer is like oh i just caught that the last wish yeah (laughs) I never, I just, I didn't, I never call it the, I never call the book by his name. I said the witcher. So yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. Yennefer says like, don't you want to, you want humanity. You want Mm -hmm. to be a part of humanity. And it's like, he is already more human than any of the humans that we meet in this book. But if you watch his show, his last wish is to sleep. So (laughs) he actually sleeps. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah um anyway so um is there or do you have any last words about i don't i already kind of just said my piece i i was i enjoyed it i loved it but i also um well i really love it now and i <laughs> got hooked after uh season two so if you're on the fence at all definitely give it a whirl yeah my husband uh i've tried to get him to watch it twice he's t- he swears to me he's read he's um watched the whole uh first season i said you've barely watched the first episode. He goes, Oh, I feel like I watched. 
<laughs> I was like, you just say that because you're a hater. I bet you'd actually like it if you would watch more than yeah. one episode. <laughs> um, you're a hater. Yeah. Okay. So, um, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, uh, don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode's links and book recommendations. And we will be back in a couple weeks to chat about um, our first uh, book talk book club book, which Yay! is From Blood and Ash by Jennifer L. Armantrout, which I have already read, uh, but I'm going to like skim back through to just recap myself um, because LP has never read it. Nope, and she is uh, in for a surprise. <laughs> it's been on my to read list for like six months now. So I finally mm. get to read it. Yeah. Um, and if you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you left us a rating and or review on iTunes and don't forget to, um, or a, uh, thumbs up on YouTube. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and don't forget to join the no shelf control Facebook group, uh, link to in the show notes. That's going to be fun. Now, um, we're, we had just been like posting like that there was a new episode out, but now that we're doing the book talk book thing once a month, we're gonna like put up a discussion post where people can chat about like the book club. Yeah. Book talk book that we're reading that month. So we'll put up something for from blood and ash. Um, and, um, yeah, keep an eye out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, until next time, happy reading everyone. Happy reading.